cannot do that, sir. So the reason we're still seeing Abrams camp be very vigilant about uh, provisional votes and absentee votes because we're trying to get Kemp out of being over 50 percent or get being, yeah, being over 50 percent and being at 50 percent so that we can qualify for a runoff. And the beauty of it is he's already resigned from being over the voter registration office and everything that goes with it. So if we get a runoff, somebody else has to supervise the voting process. So the objective now, because he's at 50.3, if we can get rid of that 0.3%, we automatically qualify for a runoff. So the hopes is, now granted, we've already lost 37,000 votes from the third party that ran uh, Mints, so those votes we can't really use, but if we can get rid of that 0.3% from absentee and provisional ballots, we automatically go to a runoff, and that runoff would be a lot more fair because it'll be over-supervised by somebody other than Kemp. Mm-hmm. Right. So in a nutshell, that's what's happening. That is why you're still seeing Abrams say every vote needs to be counted because, again, the objective is to get those more votes for her and less for him to get to a runoff. A runoff will actually be fair because Kemp will not be supervising the voting process. So there you go in a nutshell. Yeah. That's why she hasn't conceded and walked away. And when we say conceded, meaning kind of not so much throwing the towel, but to put it in layman terms, kind of saying, I acknowledge. Thank you for your time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're bowing out speech. I'm getting my hat and my coat and my bag. Right. I'm out. Right. Now, reciprocally, we're mad with, with Andrew down in Florida mm-hmm. because he picked up his hat and bag and coat and he already left. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the, your Andrew, race is not over. On, and actually, they, they are headed towards a runoff. So Andrew is not out of the fight yet. So Andrew... I need your camp to revitalize themselves and get ready for a runoff. <laughs> it's not over, bro. It's not over. So, not you know, yet. it's not over, you sir. I mean? So, again, the le- <laughs> you see two different lessons. The lesson it's down there. Funny. Funny. It's very it really funny. Is. In Florida, I feel like, okay, the fat lady hadn't even started to sing yet, and Andrew went home. In Georgia, she's on, like, her sixth <laughs> her sixth <laughs> number, and Stacey is not moving. <laughs> she's standing exactly where she was standing before. Which, I'll leave. It's I'm funny. not even it's going to front. And... and I think when I saw her do her press conference, like, right after, uh, like, about midnight, I'd never seen that side of her. She stood to that podium, and I felt the spirit of Martin Luther King. (laughs) She was like, I'm not going. I want every vote to be counted. And you? And she, I mean, her whole crowd, it was like this resurgence went through the crowd. They were just like, yeah! And I was at home like, yes! I want all the votes counted. She's very very passionate. I got that (laughs) when I went to the rally uh, last week, and I, though she got, she's got a lot of support, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, people, if you can turn Cobb, you're doing something. That's incredible. Like, and I think also just that kind of shows like how unpredictable things have become in like Trump era. Like, it's not quite as simple as who spend the most money here or there. Like Mm -hmm. in the sixth district, that was not the case over in Texas, the big Senate race between uh, Ted Cruz, who'd run for president before and the Democrat, uh, Beto O'Rourke, more money was spent, but Ted Cruz kept that seat. Like people did not see that. Like, Like money just didn't play as big of a factor. People went out and voted on what they wanted to vote on. And another thing that I think uh, we should touch on, too, there was more than just people to elect on Election Day, even on midterms. There's lots of ballot initiatives and, like, mm-hmm. referendums and different sources. So I think a lot of people probably weren't familiar with that because we just don't spend a lot of time talking about that, mm-hmm. as, especially on if you watch cable news um, and that's how you get your information. They're, they don't really go over your state or your local initiatives, and those do make a big difference, too. There's three red states, I think Missouri, Idaho, uh, Utah, Nebraska, excuse me, four red states, that 
that either increased minimum wage or expanded Medicaid um, from like $8.50 an hour or whatever to $11 or even $12 an hour. That's very rare for like a Republican territory to do. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't really see that coming if all you do is watch the news and think that, okay, well, these are these are Trump strongholds. These Trump strongholds just raised the minimum wage to like several dollars an hour, which I think is, is very, very rare, very unexpected. Um, Louisiana as well, which is a red state, they have um, passed... Which I found <laughs> yeah. very funny. That Why? Louisiana is a red state. Why? As much time as African Americans spend in Louisiana, I thought by sure well, that was a blue state. I was surprised. I, and they've and had I didn't their do years. I, do I was embarrassed. But I was they've surprised that it was a red state. I was like, y'all live in New Orleans. And it's actually red. There's metro areas and then there's urban, excuse me, rural areas. Yeah. But I guess the same way I felt about Georgia when I first moved. I was right. like, y'all keep calling this a black Mecca, yeah. but it's Atlanta. red. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. But it's red. Yeah. But let me make this very plain. If you don't have political power, you at a loss. And let me just make that play. It doesn't yep. matter how much, how many movies we make here. It doesn't matter if Wakanda was... If you don't have political power and can affect legislation, you are at a loss. Yep. I bet that this will be on the ballot, too, next year. This referendum, like um, a bill to ensure that whoever is running elections cannot also run yeah, for office. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see an initiative come out of that because no matter who wins, people, I think, are equally frustrated about it and they just don't think that should be legal. Yeah, It's I, not I moral, but it also should not be legal. Um, in Florida, too, Florida, I want to share because this is really big for criminal justice, too, and it makes a difference in votes. Florida passed Amendment 4, um, which now allows people who are convicted of felonies to vote. So... Another Yay. piece of voter suppression or voter disenfranchisement relates to criminal records, which one in, I think, five adults in this country has a criminal record, uh, whether this is their time or not. It's one in five people has a record. It's that overwhelming. Of Wait, is that number just in general? That number is for like uh, people of color? No, in general. In general, uh, one in five people has a criminal record, um, which could be as small as one incident. You could, it could have been decades and decades ago. But in a lot of states, that means you can no longer vote, like you're no longer a citizen. There's only two states, and they're both in, the, in New England. Maine's one of them where you can vote. Not only can you vote if you're a felon, but you can actually vote in prison because they have to make accommodations for it. It's that big of a deal. So okay, that would have made a difference in Florida, for okay, sure. Okay, press pause real quick. Mm -hmm. This is amazing to me. All right, so I'm looking at the Florida numbers. Uh-huh. Andrew is behind only by about... It's like point three, right? Yeah, they're at... They're, yeah. Now I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah, and that, Andrew, now it was wider doing? on Tuesday. It was wider. His number is smaller than, than Stacey's like, number. But it was like point... Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, it was like point seven. I'm needing wow. to hang your hat and your coat back up, get back <laughs> in the ring, and get ready for a runoff. It's His number seven. is surprisingly yeah. small. You're yeah. only talking about like 40,000? Yep, you could cough and recount and... Sir, okay, <laughs> Andrew, bruh, I need you to pick up your hat and your coat, come back to the stage, and get ready for a runoff. All Andrew supporters... Y'all need to get a revitalization. This brother is headed for a runoff. I'm yep. so proud right now. It made me. It brought me so much joy. His is closer than ours. Oh yeah, sir. Look, people. <laughs> He's a do Paul. not. I I am disgusted. <laughs> I don't know who was on in his ear. Twenty. You need to concede. I don't know who was in his ear. I don't know either. But there are people have had conspiracy theories that I've been trying to just debunk. But I feel like they're continuing to mount to grow. Like maybe he felt he had to, or maybe he was what? pressured to. I don't know. Maybe he got a death threat. I don't know. They all have I, death I, I threats. Really, <laughs> they all have death threats. I mean, well, that was my that was my opinion, but I'm just sharing. People have wondered if he had a choice. Well, like I said, session. looking at his numbers, 
and that's the, I don't think they ever accounted for uh, provisional or absentee ballots in his. They're headed to a runoff. I, if they oh, yeah. don't, I'd be yeah. highly surprised. So all that's all of us. Uh, we need to be ready for both of our Georgia and Florida. Needs to be ready because we're bringing this thing home. We can clearly do it, and we're gonna bring this thing home. So I'm so proud yeah. of the both of them. Shouts out to the both of them. You guys did an amazing job. It Shout is out not to the over. voters. <laughs> We, we did that thing. So, again, to all the people that live in Georgia, we got to be ready to go back to the polls on December the 4th. I believe that Abrams can pull this off. I am behind it. I'm with it. I'm about that life. Um, and down in Florida, I need y'all to get ready to go back to the polls because y'all should be about that life as well. We're trying to make history. Right. And for Georgia, remember, we have had a Republican governor since 2003. So the stakes are beyond high. These are my 15 years of Republican rule. The stakes are beyond high. <laughs> 15 years of Republican rule. The stakes are beyond high. Mm-hmm. So we got to make this thing. We're going to have a mayor named Keisha mm-hmm. and a governor named Stacy. Yep. I'm about that. Life. And they're both women.